Chapter 25, Satisfied. Luke 18, 14. I tell you that this man, rather than the other, went home justified before God. For everyone who exalts himself will be humbled, and he who humbles himself will be exalted. It must have been amazing to watch Jesus live his life. I would love to have been a fly on the wall during certain moments. And it's not just the ones you might think. It's not the calming of storms or the multiplying of food moments that I want to see. Although those things certainly were really cool. But the moments I would love to watch would be the times Jesus beautifully handled situations that I always mess up. I would love to see Jesus at 14 years old, handling criticism and ridicule without being overwhelmed by insecurity and getting angry or retaliating. I would love to see Jesus manage a conflict without losing his temper or becoming defensive. I would love to see Jesus caring about and loving on that person that is so annoying they drive everyone else crazy. The Apostle John said that if you were to write down everything our Lord did, the world would not be able to contain the books. Can you imagine the thousands of little moments of kindness, patience, and forbearance he lived out that we've never heard about? All day, every day, there were episodes of beauty and incidents of love that went unrecorded, except in the heart of God the Father. What I'm getting to is the fact that Jesus wasn't merely sinless. He was also completely righteous. I know on the surface that might sound like the exact same thing, but there is a difference, and it's an important one. In other words, he didn't just keep his record clean. He actually went past that and lived out beautiful moments of love. Jesus didn't live in a cave somewhere by himself where he devoted his life to sinless perfection by being cut off from the world and never doing anything or experiencing anything. No, he lived a totally normal life filled with hard people and difficult relationships. He lived a life filled with temptation, disappointment, confusion, and all kinds of emotional pain. He was slandered made fun of, betrayed, and set up by his enemies. He was lied to and lied about. In the midst of all these things, Jesus not only kept his record clean, but he actually went farther. He loved the people who mistreated him, and he cared about those who let him down. He forgave them. It's not just that he kept from breaking God's rules. He went to the next level. He pleased God with his righteous life. What I'm describing is a life so completely superlative in purity and goodness as to be not only unmatched by anyone else who ever lived, but utterly unapproachable by anyone who ever lived. Jesus was perfect, but not in a cold, sterile way. He was fun, warm, filled with life, and friendly in the best possible sense of the word. The truth of who he was begs the question, why did so many people hate him? Why did the religious leadership plot to get rid of someone so wonderful, so magnetic, and so sweet? Well, Luke gives us a clue in chapter 18 when he says that Jesus told a story to some folks who were, quote, confident of their own righteousness and looked down on everyone else. 
these folks wound up playing a starring role in Jesus's story, and they probably didn't like it very much. He said that a Pharisee and a tax collector went up to the temple to pray. The Pharisee stood up importantly, as if to display himself, and prayed, God, I thank you that I am not a big fat sinner like everyone else, especially this tax collector over here. I mean, come on. I'm doing so many things to prove how awesome I am, not like this loser. But the tax collector stood far off and wouldn't even look up to heaven, but, but hid himself in the chest and said, God, have mercy on me, a sinner. Jesus ended his story by saying that this tax collector is the one who went home justified, not the other guy. Justified is an amazing word here. It's one of those words that lies at the very heart of the gospel message and is so incredible that when we try to describe and understand it, we barely scratch the surface of all that it means. You see, when you ask a person who knows Jesus what it means to be saved, they will usually tell you that it means God has forgiven their sins because of Jesus. But the truth is, that's not the whole message of the gospel. That's not enough. Forgiveness is only the beginning. It means so much more to know him. Justification is deeper than mere forgiveness. Jesus was saying that not only was this tax collector forgiven in the sight of God for all his sin, but something else was true of him as well. Not only was all the wrong taken off his record, but something positive was added to that record. To be justified means that in the moment you trust in Jesus, God declares you just as righteous as Jesus himself. Now, if you need to hit that 15 second back button and take that sentence in again, go for it. In other words, you are not only declared completely forgiven, but God says that you are holy. Your life isn't just clean. It's now beautifully pleasing to God. When God sees you, it's as if you have lived every moment of your life exactly as Jesus would have done in your shoes. In Jesus' story, the tax collector said, have mercy on me, a sinner. But what he really said in the original language was, be propitiated toward me, the sinner. That word propitiated, it means to be satisfied. And it's a difficult word, but what it really means is that God's requirement for perfect holiness are satisfied. Now, we have not been holy. We have not been anything like perfect, but Jesus was. Jesus lived every moment of his life in sinless perfection and loving righteousness. He completely satisfied the righteous requirements of God and then laid his life down in our place. He traded places with us so that we could be the righteous ones. He took our record of sin and gave us his spotless and beautiful record. He took the punishment we deserve and gave us the eternal life he earned. Jesus propitiated or satisfied the requirements of God and then switched places with us so that we could be justified forgiven and declared just as righteous as Jesus himself. This is why he came. This is why he suffered. And now we are clean, forgiven, righteous, 
and pleasing to the holy heart of God. Or, as the Apostle Paul said in 2 Corinthians 5, God made him who knew no sin to be sin for us, so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. Wow. That's why we call it good news. For more, get to a quiet place. Read Luke 18, 9 through 14, and 2 Corinthians 5, 21. What does it mean to you that God hasn't just forgiven you, but has also said that you are just as righteous as Jesus himself? How does it feel that God looks at your life and your heart and says it's beautiful and pleasing to him? This is what Jesus died to give you. Tell him how you feel about it.